It's hard to feel free when the world is crashing down around us and we're shut up in our homes practicing social distancing. But you don't have to feel trapped. You can write your way to freedom. Welcome to the Right Away Podcast. Hello, friends. It is episode number 100 of the Right Away Podcast, and it is June 23rd as we are recording. I am your host, JP Reinflush, with my co host, Christine. Hi, Chris. Happy 100th Happy. episode. Happy 100. <laughs> we didn't plan anything special. I'm sorry. But no, I'm really bad at any kind of anniversaries. Like, I forget my own birthday. So, yeah, I do too. So. <laughs> So happy forgotten special day. Yay. How has your writing week been? Uh, pretty good. Um, I, I have gotten a lot done this week. The least I've written was yesterday, which was about 200 words. But what did I do? Was it, or was it the day before yesterday? I don't know. I got 200 words. I think it was yesterday. Now I can't even remember. I feel like I did other shit yesterday, but now my brain's like, no, maybe you didn't because I did some contract work, (laughs) but that was the day before that. So now I'm like, I thought I did have a really great day every day, but I have no idea what I did yesterday, but I am almost done with the romance that my co-writer and I were working on that needs to be done tomorrow to send or for the editors already started going through it, but. After tomorrow, she'll have all the chapters. And then I upload on Sunday. So I have Saturday to format. This is living it high and close, fast and furious. I don't know exactly what this is. But it's really funny to be like living the rapid release life when you're mm-hmm. not still rapid releasing. <laughs> that's what that's one of my goals to change going forward. I've considered spacing out the books that I need to finish in the series with my co-writer to about every three months and try and do my best to write them quite a bit ahead of time because one of my goals has been to get a year or two out on my publishing schedule where things are written ahead of time. Sure, I could release them now, but like it'll give me so much less stress if I schedule them out because one of the nice things about doing that is if I'm then two years out on my publishing schedule and just make like that my my runway if I write anything extra in that time I can also publish it so I can publish faster but still just have this long lead time in case something happens like Mm -hmm. get sick or burn out or whatever hashtag goals hashtag goals I love it (laughs) yeah 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 that's how i feel yeah (laughs) how about your writing it's all right it's good i am in the hotel life traveling for work and it's nice because i've i'm in a different position with work where we're more at like sustaining instead of implementing so we have a, a lot more control as to like how we travel whereas before it was like cut into work life way too much this is a little bit more controlled which is really nice this mean less like swing shift and third shift yeah yeah it's more like um if i need to observe something and then i can make the decision which Mm -hmm. is much nicer um and so this week's been good. I've been trying to adjust myself. And so this week I've been working on round. I don't even know how to talk about these. There's like round two edits of 
post-developmental ed- because the first round of that was going through a lot of the track changes that my writing partner had gone through and either agreeing or adjusting those as I went but I really wanted to focus on those bits and now I'm going through it with the eyes of a line editor because that's where it's going to head to next so I really want it to be in the best place it can be in before I hand it over to them so that they can spot the things that I've overlooked instead of the mm-hmm. things that I know that I could find. And so it's nice because we've already sent it to this line editor. It was Zach Bohannon. And so I, I know what he looks for. So now I'm like, I'm trying to learn more or less, learn yeah. as I go. So that's where I'm at. I was in the mindset that I could somehow do 76,000 words in a week, which is false, but I'm on page 36 of 180. So I'm getting there. That's... Yeah, I feel like 76,000 words of line edit in a week is a full-time job. Um, I think you are correct. <laughs> so I'm like, when I'm going fast, so either the manuscript is super clean or I'm doing more of a proofread than a line edit, I think mm-hmm. I can do 20 pages an hour-ish because I'm a freak and I track things. Uh, <laughs> but so... You're talking, what, 300 pages? Oh, book-wise? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that alone would be on a fast pass. We're talking 10. I'm trying to math in my head. You can probably do this faster. 15 hours on a fast pass. Like, at three, like that's three days of five hours. But, like, a heavy line edit, like, you're down to 10 pages an hour. Yep. Five pages an hour. Just defending. Yeah, I'm in that five to 10 pages an hour. So I'm learning how to appropriately track how (laughs) I do things because I have no idea. It's still a a learning process for me. So that's fun. Delightful. At least I'm learning on my own work, right? A hundred percent. (laughs) Yes. How much are you paying yourself? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I don't know. It's been a good week. I would still consider it a good week. I just was miscalculating. Indeed. Okay, so for episode 100, we do have a really fun card to guide mm-hmm. our questions, and that's the Hanged Man. And I don't know why, like, this is just one of my favorite cards. Not, like, particularly because like, I have a super, like, strong connection to the meaning of it, but just because, one, it's one of the most misunderstood cards. It's macabre and weird, and I really just love all the interpretations that that different tarot decks give to it. Yeah, Definitely. Someone once drew fan art of Neil Gaiman as the Hanged Man, and that's been in my brain ever since. I can see that 100%. Right, right. All right, so will you give us a description of the Yeah. So the keywords for upright is pause, surrender, letting go, and new perspectives. And the reversed keywords are delays, resistance, stalling, and indecision. So... In general, the Hanged Man is a man suspended from a T-shaped cross made of living wood... I don't know why it has to specify living wood, but he's hanging upside down and it's actually uh, the the noose or whatever is around his ankle. And he is basically viewing the world from a completely different perspective. His face or his expression is generally calm and serene. And that suggests maybe he's hanging from this position by choice. Um, Sometimes there's a halo around his head symbolizing new insight, awareness, and enlightenment. I really like this card because it makes me think of the story of Odin and how he hung from the tree of life and he learned things from a new perspective. And that's very much what this hanged man represents is that surrender, being suspended in time, and just seeing the world through a new set of eyes. Okay. 
So our craft question for the hanged man is how do you deal with writer's block? How do you deal with writer's block, JV? Uh, so this, in the terms of definition of when I sit down and I am getting ready to write and no words come, which is what I would define as writer's block, I have to approach it in multiple different ways. Sometimes I will just sit there and I'll be like, words will come, just let it happen. And something will come out and usually it's garbage. And then eventually something happens. Other times, I'll get my face away from the computer screen and I will pace a room and I'll process, what is my problem? Like, why am I not able to write this scene? Is there something here? And I'll go through everything. I'll be like, okay, what's this theme that I'm trying to say? What's the point of this scene? And I'm just starting to verbalize where my blockage is because usually there's something along the lines of, I don't understand something yet. And so I need to understand what that processes. Then I'll sit down back at the computer and I will write out the most skeleton draft of that scene as I can. Um, you know, character wakes up, character goes across room, character decides to jump out window, question mark. And then I'll be like, why does character do this? And then go through these different steps to just let me know this is how the story flows. And then I can get back into workflow. But that's how I deal with it on a day-to-day -day basis. How about yeah, you? I have I have encountered two different kinds of writer's block. The one is very much craft-based with two subcategories. One is I don't know what happens next, which is why I tend to be more of an outliner because then I can navigate that ahead of time. Like I can mitigate that. But sometimes I will challenge myself to write into the dark and then I have to do very much like what you said, start interrogating the text. What are the characters feeling? Why are they feeling this? How are they moving towards their needs? Yada, yada, yada. The other one is something is missing previously that I need in mm -hmm. order to move forward. And what I will generally do then is I don't use Scrivener for almost anything other than this. It is, for some reason... I pull it up and my brain goes into chaos mode. But when I need it for this particular instance is I will take my entire work, I will put it into Scrivener, parse it out into the scenes, and I will use the, the note card functionality to look at my outline. Mm -hmm. And I will see what is missing. And this happens to me, again, more while pantsing than while plotting. But it can happen to me while plotting. Like something that's, I'm like, something's off and I need to justify where we are at now in the story before I can move forward. And I found that I was missing like two scenes where conversations need to happen or emotions needed to progress before I felt like I was justified in being where I was in the story to get mm -hmm. the next big change in relationship and status or whatever. The other big thing, the other big category of thing that gives me writer's block is external stress that tends to not be it might be related to the writer <laughs> business, but it's not related. It's not related to the craft. And that is so complicated because sometimes it's burnout related. Sometimes it's just immediate stress related. Sometimes it's like, I can't write until I know that the clothes are drying on my, on the line because I know I'm going to forget. Sometimes it's small stresses. Sometimes it's big stresses. The big stresses are the hardest to deal with because sometimes I can't make myself write period. Mm -hmm. And it's not the work's fault. It is often a 
big old sign that I am pushing myself harder than I ought to. And it will, that only comes after I have done the thing where I have been pushing myself to write, even though I'm in that stress mode and I will make myself sit down, right? And I will do sprints and it will force myself to do the work for a long period of time until I get to that point where I really just need to stop doing the work. Yeah, definitely. And I, I would say the same for me is like when you run into those days where like you, you just cannot write, there is something that is in the way I have had to go about it in a way that I accept the fact that I can't write that day. And then I move on and I don't fret about it. And that's been like something that's been really helpful um, because there is energy that is consumed by the more frustration that you have by not being able to do something. So if I can't write that day, I will have a moment where I'm like, uh, I can't write this day. This is really frustrating, but I will use that energy towards writing the next day. I will prepare myself to writing the next day or the next day or whenever I can get back to the page instead of focusing on what I can't do today. And I think that's a really important, especially when dealing with writer's block is that any writer can't write every single day. There is going to be something that is going to happen that is going to prevent you from writing that day. It's just going to happen. And I think that the less um, energy you put towards that frustration and the more energy you put towards the next day or the next is just, it sets you up for a better outcome. One of the ways that I recognize whether it's me giving into resistance or truly me needing a break is have I consistently been making myself move past the negative feelings in the days mm -hmm. previous to this and I'm still writing? If so, then this is not necessarily a resistance thing. It may be a I need a break thing. It's more likely to be an I need a break thing. But it also generally means that I have been pushing myself closer to burnout, which is not ideal. I don't want that to be my only metric for, is this me just like having resistance and having writer's block and I just need to sit down and make myself write trash or what I feel is trash. It rarely is sometimes, like in my case, and we're terrible judges of our work. Like how we feel when we write something has no indication of its quality. So what I am trying to do in my writing life to catch that sooner, to not give into resistance just because I'm like, oh, I don't want to get into burnout, but also to not get into burnout is on the days when I feel like I can't write or I'm just having a lot of trouble. I try to make myself write a very minimal amount just to push through the resistance to not allow the resistance to win and write hundred words. Mm -hmm. And if I can do that, I'm like, okay, I have not given into the resistance, but I am also going to give myself the rest that I need. If I do get to the point where I'm like, oh, it's a rest thing and I've been pushing myself too hard, then I just let myself go. So, and generally for me, by the time I get to that point, I need at least three days. Like it's not just a one day thing because yeah. I'm really bad at recognizing and I'm getting better, but I'm really bad at recognizing that it's a day where I just need to write a hundred words and then let it go. So I generally push myself to the point where I then need three days of rest. But that's my relationship with writer's block. Yeah. I, this conversation makes me think of the fact that if the nine to five day job can recognize that people need mental health days, 
then we need to recognize as writers that even if this is something we enjoy doing and we love doing and we love being in control of our own time, we also need those days. We also need time away from the page to rejuvenate, to recollect ourselves. Um, and I think that's important to think about because this isn't like, do you really want that hustle culture or not? And I don't. Yes. I was going to say that... <laughs> uh, very few U.S. nine to five jobs recognize the need for mental health days. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. Um, I did. Okay. So while we were talking, I went and pulled out all my hanged man cards and I'm really intrigued that two of them are bats. Cause I knew that my wild unknown was, but I didn't know that my Madame Clara was also mm-hmm. a bat. The other one is this rad aerial silks lady. Nice. Anyways. Um, well, dear listeners, I'm very curious how you go about handling writer's block. If it's something that you allow <laughs> acknowledgement. Some people are like writer's block doesn't exist. It's just not wanting to do something. And that's fair if that works for your brain. Um, but I do think it is a good term that covers a lot of things that make us resistant to writing. And mm-hmm. it's really important to figure out what is the actual cause. Cause it's not an entity of its own in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Let us know. Now we are going to go on and record our business episode for this week, inspired by The Hanged Man, which is how do you deal with burnout? And oh boy, have we dealt with burnout. So (laughs) if you would like access to that episode and all of our other business episodes inspired by the major arcana of tarot, you can come to our Patreon, which is www.patreon.com slash right away podcast. We'd love to see you there. See you later.